Hi, this is Carl Polichuk, and welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. My guest today is Tim Conkle, who is one of the handful of people I've seen probably in a dozen cities across the country. That's not a very common thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Tim is with The 20. Uh, why don't you give us uh, 30 seconds on you and 30 seconds on The 20? Uh, me? I've just been in this space since 1992. Uh, right after the military, I have a MSP in Dallas called Rolling Technology Group, and then move forward through, through time. Uh, you've got a couple things that came out of that. One was Citricom, and the other is the 20. And so for me, I've been in the space for a long, long time. I've seen it all the way back from brake fix, white box building, IT little front uh, window shops, all the way out to where we are now. It's really, really cool. The 20, on the other hand, is really it's a like-minded group of MSPs that all got together that said, hey, if we standardize and we move in one direction and we all geographically define ourselves, how big and how easy would it be to make a footprint out of that? And that's kind of an easy, quick way of, of explaining what it is. All righty. So... What's funny for me is I, there's a group of people and many of whom I actually like and respect uh, on Facebook who keep posting up things like, oh, look, with this, now ClearOS is out there. We can build a substitute for small business server. And I'm like, oh, my God, why the hell would you do that? So, you know, so it's, it's funny for me because I, I started in IT uh, about 1993 and started my business in 95. So I'm right, you know, a little bit, a couple of years behind you there. But as you look through how we've evolved, isn't it amazing? Like what we can do today with the tools that we have and, you know, how far we've advanced. It's just, it's amazing to me. It, it, is, it is, it is incredible. I mean, if we, if we go back, so 90, 92, 93, 95, you remember back Lantastic, Novel Light, Windows for Work Group, uh, token and they can all talk to each other, right? And just just <laughs> back then, in the same building, just making things work. Now, we really have evolved into where an IT company that has vision really can build a big company, and it's not just geographically right here. Right. So it, it's crazy. You're you're right. It is it is nuts. But what's happened in that is a lot of engineers have come along. Through the up the path, and you're right. A lot of them do some crazy stuff. That's why, to me, if you're on the island, if you're an individual IT company making decisions, I think you're nuts. I think you have to have community, and and whether that's that's ASCII, whether that's uh, Robin Robbins, whether that's HCG, I don't I don't really care. But if you don't have community, somebody that you can really trust to say, hey, I'm about to build out cloud infrastructure. What would you do? Right. So with yeah. the 20, you guys don't just talk to each other and say, hey, I got a client with this, you know, Cisco router, who knows how to configure them. You guys actually have engaged at a much higher level, right? We have. So, so, so if you look, the 20 really, really boils around three basic fundamental things. Lead gen, in other words, getting leads. Sales, uh, uh, selling the deal. We all sell the exact same way, same model, same, same way of doing business. But really, really what makes it special is the scale. So you can take a company that's in Boston 
and they walk into a potential client and the client says, hey, I have an office in New York, Dallas, and Boston, and we want an IT company that's got footprint there. They're, it's easy for them to say, yeah, I can do that because service delivery is exactly the same. The only thing that changes is what's on site. So you become part of a network not only that you can share a client across the geographics, but think about this. If, if you had 10 little small IT companies, why would all 10 have a high-end VMware guy? Why not just have one and reach in and consume him when you needed it? Right. You know, and then even go a step further. All of us hold expertise. So we all communicate across a communication portal where you can ask a technical question or, hey, I'm having this problem. You can probably get 15 answers back and it's all good. Right. Even to the point, even to the point somebody says, hey, let me just log in and help you look at it. It's, so, it's, it's actually really cool. Do you like if I had a client in Dallas, do we have a formal arrangement where I say, look, I brought the work, you're going to do the work. So you get 70%, I get 30%. Do you have that kind of a split arrangement or is it all informal? We no, it's all formal. We, we actually have a method to multi-location. We, we, we have one multi-location client that covers about six cities in the U S and then the Netherlands and the UK. We're actually providing help desk for those guys over in Europe. So there are no vendors here and no, like no, nobody's paying us to say or not say anything. So yep. if you're, if you're comfortable with it, you share one set of back end tools. We do. So, so, so we have what's called a standard stack and that is uh, Kaseya and BMS. Why did we go Kaseya and BMS? Cause it would scale and they would do some software adjustments just for the group because we all, live in one instance of these things, which means, let's say you had 10 IT companies sitting around a table, they all have a PSA. That means they had to set it up, maintain it, upgrade it, fix it. Right. Well, if all, 10, if all 10 said, hey, let's live in one, all of a sudden, nine, nine times of labor goes away because now you upgrade it once, maintain it once, set it up once. So you do it to best practice. So say BMS scaled with us. And that was our bigger problem was finding one that would just scale. And then we use Deep Instinct for security uh, for a lot of reasons. We use OpenDNS Cisco product. We use uh, FuseMail for our mail, uh, spam protection, continuity, click smart to make sure the URLs don't get clicked, that, that get clicked in there. We use Huntress in that stack. We use Password Boss in that stack. Uh, and, and there's there's a couple others. That is the standard stack right now. As we go along, we'll push that further. So right now we're standardizing towards Palo Alto and uh, Fortinet. We just now are going to where we're formalizing how we deal with cloud with a strategy behind that that really takes us to the next level. So are you uh, the one making these decisions? Uh, I wish I could make all those. <laughs> I, I, if, if I'm honest, I'd be the smartest guy on the face of the earth, right? <laughs> no, we, we, actually, we actually have uh, really, really good people, not only in the group, but at what would you term corporate for um, the 20, a real CIO, a real CTO, real management structure to where when we're looking at products and things, from a security standpoint or anything else, not only do we take input from the group, and the group looks at things, but uh, we, we kind of culminate that way. 
Uh, and at the end of the day, not everybody gets what they want exactly. Like somebody might want Sophos or uh, uh, something uh, Webroot or McAfee or Norton, something like that. And we've standardized on deep instinct. We get it, but we, we move as one. Uh, why? For the betterment of the group, easier when you've got one help desk that facilitates everything to train on a standard versus every product that sits out there in the marketplace. Uh, and if I'm honest, the 20, the 20 is not for everybody. I mean, you truly have to understand what the vision is for your company and you have to be able to live in this, this thing where you don't get to make every decision. Right. And you have to be willing to say, look, I may not be the happiest in terms of making all the decisions, but look at all the money. <laughs> oh, I, I, you, you really, you, you have to think about the upside. I, I mean, I mean, think about it. Think about a, Think about a five-man IT company when he can walk into a client and say, yes, I'm, so the, the help desk is only for members. We don't do any one-offs. Uh, in fact, I had a company call me that had around 2,000 endpoints that just won't level one help desk. And they had been told by somebody that, man, the 20s help desk, everything to it, the knock, the help desk, everything is U.S.-based. And they wanted that. That that was important to them. And they just, But they just wanted a level one help desk. And I said, the only way to use this help desk is through a member. So I'm not going to be able to help you. <laughs> and so uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's not a third-party help desk in the sense that anybody can use it. It's a help desk built by a group of MSPs. So you can walk into a client and say, hey, I've got a help desk in Dallas. It's all U.S.-based. Uh, I'm not five people. I'm 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 people. Right. So you get all of the upside of being either one of two things, either part of a – a company that's huge, like a Mindshift to All Covered, where they have all those pieces. So now you can compete at that level. Uh, or you have the same things that you'd have if somebody bought you and you lost all the upside. Right. You know. So um, you do you all actually use the same PSA or do you like put your PSAs together with the, you know, how they have the ability to throw tickets we, to other people? No, we all live in the same PSA and the, and the same RMM. So, yeah, so you don't have to worry that one person's uh, statuses don't necessarily line up with another person's statuses. Because yeah. there are, you know, like some of these things, they come with 50 statuses, 40 of which you're never going to use. <laughs> yep. and, and not only that, but think about this. If, 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 if everybody's not connected and, and two people create a ticket, well, one's going to have a different ticket number. So if the, if the help desk, which is the first line of defense for a client, they call, help desk answers the call, they create the ticket. Well, if that client calls their local IT guy and says, hey, what's up with ticket 456? Well, the local guy, if he's in a different system, logs in, I don't have a ticket 456. Right, now he's got to go log into something else. Well, it, and they don't match. So statuses, updates, notes, everything are not the same place. and. I think that's probably the number one problem with most help desks now is they're, they're so disconnected that it, it, it creates chaos and the client gets to that point where, well, whose help desk is that? They don't know anything about us. Well, our documentation, everything is all single tenant. So even take IT glue. We all use IT glue. We're all in a single instance of IT glue. So you had to get, you had to probably strong iron some of the vendors to go along with this because 
I know a lot of them are like, no, 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 I, I want to sell eight licenses here and 14 licenses there. And, you know, I want all the unused license revenue, <laughs> right? Yeah. Absolutely. So you bring up a really good point. So if a guy went to buy a RMM right now from somebody, most likely he'd have to buy a minimum of 250, even if he needs it or not. Not only is he going to buy 250, he's going to pay a high price. Why? He's only buying 250. Right. In the 20, in the 20, we all pay the same thing, and it's based off our aggregated number. And you only do what's consumed. So if a guy needs 100, if he has 100 endpoints, that's all he buys of every product. So think about that. If your antivirus charges you for a minimum, if your PSA charges you for a minimum, the RMM charges you, all of a sudden, you might be paying four or five bucks an endpoint. I mean, that's nuts. Right. Well, and we used to, uh, you know, have two products, you know, RMM and a PSA. But now everybody's like, oh, no, you got to have antivirus. You got to have a BDR. You got to have uh, documentation. Yeah. The, the number of things that are kind of required to just be in the business <laughs> seems to explode all the time. How do you decide, like as a group, like, how do you get together and decide we're going to adopt this tool or that tool? Do you actually have a meeting uh, together once a quarter or something like that? So, so we, we have quarterly meetings in, in Dallas, and then we have yearly meeting. Uh, it's called Vision. In fact, Vision is coming up. This is the first year I'm actually opening up to the general public. Probably one of the most, some of the most well-guarded secrets inside the 20 is the sales process. I'm actually going to tell the industry. Anybody can come here exactly uh, how I sell and how I package the model and what makes us better at the end of the day. And I, I want to do that because I, I think that it makes all of us better. I think that if you look at IT as a general principle right now, our clients typically hate the business side of us doing business. They love what we provide, the IT and how we make things work, but they literally hate the business arrangement. And the reason being is it's contrary. Typically, the IT does not, the IT by contract, the business side doesn't have the best um, interest of the client in mind and vice versa. And so we fix that, but we, we do get together. We have monthly uh, Zoom meetings where we all log in and we talk about, we talk about tools, we talk about other things. Uh, we just did, at this quarterly created uh, round tables. So most of us belong to an accountability group inside the group to help us grow, to help us do the three bubbles, lead gen, sales, and scale. And then how do we, how do we take the most important things to us and bring them up all the way to the top? We're going to do that with round tables and each round table will have a specific uh, thing that they do. Like one is standards, one is service delivery, another is security. So how many so members do you have total? Is it, it's not just 20. Uh, no, <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's a, there's about 180 right now. Our ultimate goal is probably around 500. That'll, that'll give us where we can cover every square inch of the U S. Um, we learned something about every 50 people that, uh, companies that, that log in or become a part. If you look across the 20, there's about a, if you take all the MSPs, and everything, there's around a thousand employees. So it That's starts to look well. It looks really cool when you you can walk in and say, "Hey, I belong to 
an organization that's a thousand employees. We can handle any size company. So what, what you see is a lot of multi-location companies are starting to, to use the 20. Why? Well, you can get ser- same service delivery in one throat choke, one contract. So one do deal. members, like if somebody wanted to join, do they uh, basically just sign up and start paying you a flat fee and then, you know, they, they get to use no. all the tools? No. <laughs> uh, used to in the beginning when we were trying to build it, it was like, we'll take anybody. Right. Now we've gotten, we've gotten a little bit pickier in what we're doing. We want the right fit. If we really feel like you're not the right fit, it, it, is, our, it, is, it is our responsibility to tell you and even tell you, hey, here's some things that you need to do and, and you'll be ready for the 20. But, but it's, it's just, if I was it up to anybody, it would cease to be exclusive. It would cease to have a single vision. It would, you know, and so uh, you can look. Some people make it through and decide 20 is not for me. Uh, which is okay. We have a partner level and elite level, and we're working on a third level right now. Partner level is that level where you, you've got 12 months to decide this is really long-term vision strategy for my company, or it's not. And if it's not, no harm, no foul. That's interesting. So uh, did you ever read uh, uh, Tony Shea's book, The Guy Who Founded Zappos? I have not. So one of the things that they do is that they go through this lengthy interview process. And then when they think they're going to hire somebody, they offer them, and I can't remember what it is, but it's something like, we'll give you a thousand dollars if you don't take the job. Otherwise we'll hire you. Right. (laughs) It's basically (laughs) like if if you're kind of on the fence and you got one foot out the door, like this gets rid of you. Right. But everybody who says, no, I I won't take the money. I'll take the job. They know that they're there to stay. So that's kind of what that reminded me of. (laughs) Yeah, and, and, and here's the reality. If you're going to build a national footprint of like-minded MSPs that want to facilitate a footprint and, and do a single marketing down to the space, I mean, there is nothing, if you look, there is nothing that exists at this size or scope that does all those pieces uh, at the SMB level. I, I mean, you look, at, you look at MindShift all covered and some of the other guys that they've got 40 – uh, I think all covered's got around 60 locations footprint wise that, that would do common. In other words, it's a, it's a common service delivery. Uh, you're looking at 180 here. There is nobody even close to that. Now you've got some franchises, but they're not common. They don't, they don't, they don't share a common delivery right. system and all that stuff. They don't share all the pieces, the same sales process and all that. And so, so do your members all sell the same thing in terms of like they all sell maintenance based, you know, preventive maintenance ma- managed services or do they do some do break fix and some do some have a storefront? No, every everybody. Now, now, don't get me wrong. When someone comes in, they may have a variety of things, but we all pour, push towards a single way of doing business. In fact, to the point that we've rebranded ourselves uh, MIDs instead of MSPs. MSP is, is really managed service provider. Nobody really knows what that means. <laughs> but but in, in the sales process, we tell every single client, we, we want to be your managed IT department. We, think of us as your IT department. Well, why don't we call ourselves managed IT departments? Right. And, and, and we have. We've rebranded. So we all call ourselves MIDs uh, because truly we want all the technology, even to the point where copiers, 
phone, all of that stuff. We manage all of it, even to the sale of those things. Now, how we did that is we created national deals with companies that would allow us to facilitate that. So we can give any of our clients a copier at any given time if they need it. So all we're trying to do is, one, become truly the IT department. We, we push and, 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 and kind of get direct direction for all of our clients of where they go, all the way out to budget, uh, planning, every, everything. And so it, it, we, we deal with the business side of IT because if you can't, if you can't do, the, if you can't do the, the service delivery, you're going to get fired anyway. Right. So what's really important to a business owner or a, or a client is the business side. Am I making the right business decisions? Are you the right business decision? And so all my sales processes is built around the business side of uh, selling IT. And are most of your partners larger? Because it seems to me really, I mean, I do some, a bit of coaching, right? And really small companies have trouble doing, making more than one change at a time. And it seems to me that you have to have a certain size to be able to change three or five things, you know, in a short order. So, so, so if, if they're between 200 and 1,000 endpoints, this works perfect. Anything to the top side, so, so if you get into, I, I've got some that's got 3,000, 4,000 endpoints, but you really have to understand, and, it, and it's a longer cycle, but if it's somewhere between 200 and 1,000, it's a, it's a very easy shift because they do two, two days of training with me in Dallas, and once you really, once you hear the whole thing, this is a no-brainer. It really is. So uh, at Vision this year, I'll give away one piece that I do, uh, that, I've, that we've all held sacred, and that is how to get a yes on the initial meeting uh, uh, in selling our stuff. You have to create a model that it's easy for a business got to say yes to. The, the, the easiest way to do that is create the business decision instead of an IT one. And so, right. I, and, and, it, and I promise you, we have kept this so secret <laughs> because it is, it is so different than anybody else, even the way it's presented and everything. But I think for the IT space as a whole, to, to really be, uh, I, I don't have to say this without sounding a little, little crappy, <laughs> well, uh, to, to right size, to, 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 to get to where our clients love us as much as we love our clients, we have to uh, align ourselves. And it's really about aligning the business side because the IT side, they know nothing about. So if, if we can align on the business side, it is a really good relationship. So you take all, all the, the bumps and bruises out of the relationship and only make it about a yes or no. Yes, I'm being serviced. Great. No, I'm not. It's just a business. It's a checklist and a business thing. Right. Well, you know, I do very little technical type training because I figured out about 15 years ago that there's no gap for me to fill on technical training. There's a huge gap for me to fill on the business side of business. Right. So uh, I'm a firm believer in that question about kind of the environment we're in the last I don't know, three to five years has been this merger and acquisition frenzy. Has that affected the 20 at all? Or do you guys just sit off on the side having a beer and watching the show? So, so yeah, we're sitting on the side having a beer watching the show. And, and if you really think about it, I, I've said this, there, there's going to be three types of companies, I think, in the next five to ten years. When we talk about IT, our space, 
you're either going to be bought. In other words, you're going to sell to somebody. Now, when you sell to somebody, you get to earn out most likely and you get no upside of the potential of having all the tools that 20 gives you. So you don't get any upside of having a, a, a full-fledged help desk that's 24-7. You don't get the upside of having footprint. You don't – the company that bought you gets all of that. So all of that potential uh, revenue, it, it, you, you never have. So some people decide to sell. So if you sell, it, it's okay. You're out of the game and, and you're good to go. Second kind is going to be those that decide to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Small IT companies, five employees and less, who are going to become irrelevant because they're not going to be able to provide the service level or just the feature set. And lots of companies want the feature set now. Uh, it, it is it, so. Some people will join the twenty to get that, or, or, or they'll they'll be the second one, which will sit on the sidelines, five employees or less, ten employees or less, and and hope to make it through. You know, it it reminds me a lot of growing up. I mowed yards. You, when I was growing up, only kids mowed people's yards. No kids mow yards anymore. Right. That's company. So you don't have that individual that mows yards. I, I see the IT industry the same way. Now, the third type of company is going to join something like the 20 where they get all the pieces, but then they get the upside of having those pieces and not have to build it themselves. So in other words, they don't have to, they don't have to buy companies. They don't have to sell companies to, to, to grow. They grow organically by having the pieces spread across a lot of MSPs. Uh, I, even see, I even see a single brand. Very Where, cool. So, so what is the future with the cloud? Because right now we see, uh, in my opinion, the people who are still pushing on-site servers are literally living in the past. They're, they're using a business model that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but, you know, for, for you guys, do you partner with somebody like Microsoft? Do you partner with, you know, Google? I mean, do you, what do you push going forward? Because uh, the world is changing pretty fast. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So, so if you if you look in what Microsoft would, would call white space, 250 endpoints or less, uh, Microsoft has never been able to really penetrate that. Why? Because MSPs control that space. And so what you have is you have all of these channel cloud companies that are all over the place. The offering is different at each one. You, you choose the one you like and you go forward. I think long-term strategy, I think that's nuts. You see Windows 10 now being in the, in the cloud uh, workspace. So at some point, no one is going to have on-prem Windows 10 machines. They're going to be just endpoints. And the 20 itself sees a strategy with Microsoft. So not, I, think about this for a minute. A cloud, a cloud, any vendor, I don't care who it is, a vendor goes to a show to pick up what? Partners. Now, out of those partners, if they pick up 20 partners, they're going to have a percentage of them that do something, but none of them are going to be loyal and move in one direction. What if a vendor could just step in and say, Hey, I've got a national footprint, 500 locations, and they will all move in one direction and be loyal to us. Now think about that in the white space with Microsoft. If we're, it, it, Microsoft is all about loyalty. So if we're loyal to Microsoft, Microsoft will be loyal back. Uh, so I see Microsoft as a strategy and a lot of people say, well, yeah, but who would go to Microsoft? Well, ask IT guys that were in business five, six, seven years ago when 365 came out and everybody said, nobody's ever going to put their email at, at, at Microsoft. 
And where's all the email now? Microsoft. And yep. so uh, we, 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 I'm sure we, after the last week or 10 days, everybody would agree with you on the loyalty part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I, I, you know what though? Think about this for a minute. I think it's abject loyalty. I think there's times where one half of a relationship makes a really dumb move. And then the other side says, we don't like that. Loyalty means they step back, look at it and say, you know, you know what? You're right. And they're, and they're big enough to change their mind. Right. You, well, what's funny is at that space, when you talk about 250 desktops or less, that's almost all the businesses in the United States. Absolutely. And they're already using Microsoft. It's just there wasn't a direct relationship. There was this silly partner in the middle. Microsoft better see this community as their sales force, right? One oh, way or the other. So, so think about this, though. I think, that, I, think, I think they've always wanted to deal with us. It's, it's, the problem is, is we're fickle. And, and let me let me explain that to you, right? So let's say that Microsoft did a deal down here in this space, and they said, you know what? We're going to take all our leads down there at 250 and less. We're going to take our our end of life leads and all of that stuff, and we're going to give it to an MSP. MSP goes on site, part, and, and the and the client says, well, you know, is this the only option? Oh no, by the way, there's 40 options. <laughs> now, why would micro? And that's the rub. Both sides have to get to a point where they say, you know what? Loyalty is what gets us there. And, and it's, it's an MSP is going to have to decide I'm going to be loyal to a brand or a vendor. Because when you're not, I mean, why should a vendor spend millions and millions of dollars building your business when you're fickle? Right. So we're you know, almost out of time, but... Uh, how can people get in touch with you and, and uh, you know, find out more either about vision or uh, just about the 20 in general? If you're interested in the 20, you can go to www.the20.com and that's T-H-E, the, the numbers 2-O.com. You can fill out a form there and somebody will follow up with you. If you're interested in becoming a part of the 20, our, our vision conference uh, has a uh, website. And what is that, Crystal? The 20 vision.com. The 20 vision.com. All right. And so uh, if you're interested and you don't have to be a part of the 20 now, it's been open to the general public. So if you ever, if you just wanted a preview, if you just step back and said, you know what? I really want to know what the 20 feels like before I call and, and get engaged. Easiest way to do it. Come to Dallas. I promise you we'll have a, a, a lot of content that any IT, uh, IT company uh, that'll move them forward. Security and growth will be the main brunt push of the conference. So if you were on grow, you'll learn how to grow there. And you're also going to learn how to secure uh, your clients because the reality is it's the two things that keep us up at wake, uh, awake at night. How do I grow? And my God, if I do grow, how do I keep it to where I keep it? Right, exactly. All right, Tim Conkle, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And I think I'll see you probably at ChannelCon. You will. And, and Carl, I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem. Thank you, sir. Thank you.